Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores coming to you one more time um, with my dear friend, uh, Pastor Ronnie Holmes from Church of the Open Door in Waco, Texas. And we are going to be discussing today on the podcast, um, you know, why we vote and why it's important to vote, knowing who to vote for. And, and because of the constitutional system that's set up, you know, um, we choose to be governed by people. We choose, so we are actually choosing our own punishment. You know, uh, when it comes to when it comes to this. And if you look at the history, the theological history from Old Testament to New Testament, uh, when when the people went astray, when people's hearts just went astray, they always got into trouble with bad leadership from Babylon, from being taken into captivity, to um, to very to droughts, all kinds of all kinds of things would happen in the life of Israel when they rebelled against God as a people and neglected their leadership. You know, and uh, we we are in a we are in a tailspin here in America uh, because partly because we the church has neglected to do its job, um, pulpits have faltered. We've been infiltrated by the culture, and um, uh, you know the message. The message has become mixed with with cultural relevancy instead of kingdom power. And um, we, we we have to bring that back, and we have to have a educated um, an educated uh, church, if you will, that that understands God's perspective and have a biblical worldview on who we choose to lead us. And uh, we had an era. We had an era with uh, with uh, uh, President uh, Donald Trump that was was our last president. That was the most. And I know a lot of people plugged their nose and they couldn't stand him and they couldn't, you know, especially from the evangelical church. Um, they didn't really like him. But he was the most pro-church, pro pro-choice, pro-life, uh, uh, pro-Israel president that we've ever had. And we saw the results of success and prosperity under him. And then we have now a president that has, um, you know, really endorsed all, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah on, on our nation. And if you look at the sexual perversion, you look at the laws they put in place, you, even if you, you look at the bullying laws that protect the LGBTQ community, that you can't even, you can no longer talk about that being a, a sin in the church. That, that's taboo now. You can't even say sodomy anymore in the church because that's taboo. The church isn't used to it anymore. But we, we have to turn this thing around. We have to get back to a biblical worldview. Um, and those those politicians that are that are in our that are in our realm to lead us, we, we have to bring them into a biblical perspective. Do they support our biblical values? Do they support the Judeo-Christian values that we, the church, we, the church, uh, walk in and we we endear and we hold to our we hold dear to ourselves? In fact, it was it was uh, President Obama that says that you know we're Bible clingers and we're gun clingers and and um, you know and then it was Hillary that comes Hillary comes out a little bit later and says that we got to you know they're going to have to let go of their Bibles and their guns and they're going to have to let go. No, we're not going to we're not going to give up our rights which are inalienable, meaning that they were not given to us by government. They're not going to be taken to us by government. You know, we are, they are given to us by our creator. And we know that cre our creator is Yahweh God. Um, 
the, the our Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are filled with the Spirit, and God has given us the Spirit of Christ. And, and so we, we look at all these perspectives, and in voting time, the church has to rise up to establish righteous leadership in our nation. And, and so Pastor Ronnie and I, um, we, we kind of teamed up on certain issues. We're going we're gonna to do one on pro-life. I want to do a, a pro-life one with you um, so that the church understands or my audience will understand more in depth from a pastoral uh, perspective about the pro-life and, and how to get involved and how to really defend the, the unborn and, and maybe some type of programs you guys are involved in to make sure that women that are caught in a predicament, um, that uh, if you have resources and stuff like that on, on how we can help that out instead of just pointing to a problem, but give them a solution also in, in a later podcast. But we're going to be discussing on voting and, and why we vote and how important it is to vote and who we vote for. And and so I'm going to kind of get get out the way with, with this statement here and and, and segue um, Pastor Ronnie in on some of uh, the things that he's done to educate his church on the importance of voting, why we vote, where to vote, and uh, what we look for in our politicians. But but there's a wonderful book, and, and again, it's, it's a challenging book. For, for the average reader, but if you if you put your thinking cap on, this is a great book. Uh, it's called The Canonic Politics, okay? And it's uh, written by Dr. Mark E. Moore. And I, I recommend uh, a lot of his, the, he's a historical theologian and he's done, done has done a wonderful job. He was reckoned to me, recommended to me by my father, which is a scholar also. So um, this is high thinking things. And, and so if you're ready to elevate your perspectives a little bit and change your lenses, then this is this is a great book for you. It's a little pricey, okay? But knowledge, is, it, knowledge costs you something. So it's a great investment for you. But it says this, whatever else, G, he, uh, Dr. Moore says this in his first chapter, whatever else Jesus was, he was a preacher who made frequent forays onto the political turf. This is not to say that politics was the core of his message, rather that his message had a clear political context and an irreducible political implications. The statement, the kingdom of heaven was at hand, was central to the ministry of Jesus. The announcement of a different king, the announcement of a different kingdom was already a threat to society. And one of the issues we see in our nation today, and I'm sure Pastor Ron will, will um, attest to this, is that um, we serve God, not man. And we have a humanistic um, and a very power-hungry party in place that wants to remove God completely out of the consciousness of even the church, that they, they are still submitted to or they are still... Um, uh, what I would say, um, we, we must acquiesce to whatever they say. We saw this in the pandemic where churches shut down because government said so, you know, and um, and and there was a there was there was kind of a theological issue there. It wasn't the fact that we that we shouldn't not have looked and said, OK, let's slow this thing down a little bit. Let's focus on 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 what the real issues are and what we we really should be doing. But the issue was that they became God over the church. They have no jurisdiction over the church. And we have, we have given our rights and our, we have given our, our, um, our God-given rights to them. And they took them. They took them from us. 
And uh, those are those are some huge political, those are political issues. Do we obey God is in Acts chapter four. Do, do we obey God or do we obey man? And we need, pe we need people in leadership in our nation that have a biblical perspective that they are not God, their politics are not God, and um, we serve the Lord. And we have to bring that distinction back to our pulpits, back to our churches. And so voting is very important. And I'd like to bring Pastor Ronnie on um, from Church of the Open Door, a well-seasoned, 32-year man behind the pulpit, leading a, a, a wonderful congregation uh, down the political realm and the and, and the intentions of God for voting. And, and so I'm excited to bring him on. And we're going to be uh, discussing some of the processes and some of the things he's done to educate his church on on how to vote, why to vote, who to vote for, some some information, websites that even you can go on and uh, pull up who is on the Lord's side. That That's important. Who's on the Lord's side on this? You know, who's on the who's on our biblical Lord's side, on the biblical side of of our our policies and don't forget your word cities is the greek word polis polis where you get the word politics from okay so anytime you say city that that means that that's the greek word polis uh, or politics that's the root word for politics that that's how you govern a city that's how you organize a city is policies that's where you get the word policies from so we we're going to discuss those that that set the policies for our city above around us that we have to obey so again pastor ron um we're in this important time in our nation in our cities uh we we've seen we've seen the um the uh, the abominable uh efforts of of this uh of this culture to infiltrate the church, to soften, to soften the message, to to get us used to normalizing sin. Um, that thing that you know in the 80s we wouldn't even have thought of this stuff, but now we have to defend this stuff, and now we have to start saying it's wrong. And sometimes we have problems with church members that that want us to uh, coexist uh, with this with the culture, and so um, it's voting season now. And what have you done and, and what what some of your perspectives on this special season that we have uh, to elect those to lead us, you know, and um, and set policies for us that we follow so that we can live in a civil society, uh, a godly society, you know, uh, so to speak, uh, a righteous society, that which is right. And so um, what have you done? And, and this is an I know you light up like a Christmas tree when it, when these issues um, you get a chance to, you know, voice um, some of your perspectives. So I want you to light up the podcast with what God has placed in your heart as a pastor, as a leader um, for 32 years in doing this, um, this, this type of season um, of voting. What have you done and um, what's going on out there in, 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 your, in your ministry when it comes to this voting season? Over oh, thrilled. Thank you, uh, Brother Elias, for uh, engaging in this topic and in this conversation because it's so important that pastors lead the charge in being engaged with their congregations, the people that we biblically have to give account for before God. Uh, and if we neglect this part because we've been some way convinced that politics uh, is what the church should stay away from, uh, well, the re politics matter. I love what somebody 
recently said politics matter because policies matter. Mm-hmm. Policies matter because people matter. And how we get things set in shape, it can either be an open, uh, uh, with greater liberty, the gospel can go forth more unhindered. And when wrong politics and policies are in place, that people are affected, you guys in California, especially are under the brunt of yeah. so much bad politics and bad policies that are harming people, whether it be youth or or it be uh, pregnant moms and all the other stuff. But uh, for us, we just began this year uh, officially a faith votes Christian citizenship ministry. Oh, so uh, a, a couple that we felt like God had put His hand on, very uh, well versed in this area, to come alongside of me, where the weight of it isn't carried just all by the pastor. Uh, mm-hmm. Although sometimes we're going to be carrying the lion's share of that, mm-hmm. but for educating people, for engaging people in that process, giving people an understanding of how faith really votes. And again, we're not an extension of the Republican or Democrat parties. We're we're an extension of the kingdom of God. And as an extension of that, we need to know how to vote biblically. Yes. And that's been a focus this, this election season is uh, being able to help people learn to vote biblically it's so important that we're we're embracing biblical principles there's some tools that we've been distributing a couple of those that will be in the notes on your podcast uh party platform comparisons uh to between the democrat and republican parties on specific issues if you will take away my encouragement if somebody prints this party platform comparison that you'll be referring to in the notes on this podcast, if you'll take that, fold back the top where it says this side is Republican, this side is Democrat, fold that back so you're not seeing it. Take your pen and walk down that list of things, sanctity of human life. Because on one column, this is so opposed. Uh, it is It is trying to make sure that abortion is covered and available for everybody who wants it and state sanction paid for however the other side would be supportive of the sanctity of human life from the womb to the tomb but again check off what you feel like the bible agrees with check that side and then put an x on the side that you know is contradictory to the bible walk through those redefining issues, LGBT agenda, uh, conscience rights and health care, God and government, sex education, educational choice. There's a few more topics in these, this party platform comparison. But uh, when I had taken a, and I can freely say this here, I had taken a, uh, I guess a lifelong Democrat member of the church here and a few years ago did this, folded back the top, said, you just check off what you think most aligns with the Bible truth that you know. And after she checked these off and then we unfolded the top and she said, well, I guess I am a Republican. It blew her away because she saw the, the stark contrast. Now, again, when I say that, that we're uh, not 
not partisan in politics. The reality is that you'll see a lot of times, uh, while, well, let me say this first, neither political party is a Christian party in the sense that every policy position that they advocate for lines up perfectly with the Bible. But for the sake of intellectual honesty to your listeners, it's important to recognize that the Republican Party has generally embraced in the in the last decades anyway, the decade that they have seemed to more consistently embrace generally embrace policy positions on abortion and human sexuality that are consistent with scripture. In contrast, the Democrat Party has embraced positions on those issues that are at odds with scripture. And these these are some black and white issues. You you people can say, oh, well, those aren't the only issues that matter. Listen, if you're a preborn baby, a policy about abortion matters. If you're uh, all all the other things that are involved right there. So if you in short, if Christians appear increasingly aligned with one mm -hmm. party, it's because the other party has taken positions on primary moral issues that oppose the Bible's very clear teachings. And, and the importance of a platform, again, is that a politician generally, statistically about 80% of the time will vote in line with his party's, his or her party platforms. So where a platform is, where the position they take, I'll say, well, I'm, for example, I'm personally pro-life, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell anybody else what to do with with their body. Their body. There's a lot of problems with that argument, but <laughs> that that can be that way. And but if your party platform aligns with a pro-abortion stance, mm -hmm. then the 80 percent of the time, generally, a politician is going to vote in line with that. Some it'll be 100 percent of the time. Right. But those those are why. That's one of the issues that matter. That's one of the issues, one of the areas, uh, party platforms that I've actually just been vocal about. Right. And but rather than people take my word for it, I'm going to treat people uh, with respect and understand they can read the the documents for themselves. Take these quotes uh, from party platform comparisons and and see really where as a Christian. Can I put my authority in the hands of somebody who is bent on in Texas, uh, in Waco, Texas? Waco is the heart of, in the heart of Texas. Over 20,000 babies have been aborted in our city. That grieves my heart. I believe it grieves the heart of God. Right. We've stood on that, that pro-life front. I get it, pro-life isn't the only issue, but it mattered enough to God that God said in the Old Testament, he said, it never even occurred to me that this type of evil would happen. I never thought of it. It's biblically written out and, and it brings judgment. The, yes. the, those two two pronged attack, abortion and homosexuality evokes the judgment of God. We've, as a nation, we've snubbed our nose at God. Mm -hmm. Now still in about 26 states, abortion is still legal. Roe versus Wade did not make it illegal across right. the nation. It returned it back to the states. In right. Texas, right. it is illegal, but Planned Parenthoods have become travel agencies 
sending women that want abortions to another state mm -hmm. where they are legal. Anyway, political things do matter. It's not politics to us, it's ministry. Pastor, please understand, this is not so much politics, it's ministry. And when the church got out of the, the decision-making realm, look what has happened in our nation. Yes. And we have to step back in. Yes, you know, the, you know, Psalm says that when the righteous are in authority, or Proverbs says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Yes. Okay. The people rejoice because of righteousness. You know, there, there's a sense, there's a common grace uh, upon our humanity within the hearts of men, you know, that God plays for goodness, you know, for righteousness, for to do that which is right. And so when, when we look at, you know, um, these agendas that are now on top of us, I mean, I remember um, here, I want to say it was uh, 2017, 2018, when I started poking my nose in these things, when they um, they tried to pass a Senate bill here in California um, from the from our um, in in our area here well basically our Senate Senate in California they were passing a bill that it was illegal to preach against against or to preach sanctification and holiness that we were not even able to have books we could no longer write books that 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 gave hope to people that were struggling with with the uh, with the um, uh, out with the homosexual uh, 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 lifestyles that we yeah. couldn't we couldn't even we couldn't even address it because it was oppressive to them and it was written by a it was written by a council member uh, this bill was written by a council member that went to a church that offended him and so he would his whole thing was to write a policy in California that no one else would ever be offended because it wow. didn't work it didn't work for them therefore it's 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 fallacies and it's wrong and it's oppressive and um so they wanted to this bill if had it would had it passed and it didn't pass but we still had we still had evangelicals that were that were aligned with it that mm -hmm. says okay well we don't need to preach that you know no no we the 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 gospel or the the epistle of corinthians gives you the hope that so were six six nine ten and eleven of uh first corinthians gives paul writes and says hey hey but some of you were just like that but you were washed in the blood you were filled with the spirit you were sanctified now there's a transformation and what they want to do is if we don't get involved in the policies of people those that we elect in our city councils our local levels yes they get voted up into the in, they keep climbing the political ladders and right. they bring their ideology with them their yes. offenses with them and once they have power they start making rules and laws and thank god this didn't pass but you can they gave us a hint where they're going yeah they let us know where they want to go california California has made uh, our, our governor has passed some laws, uh, you know, executive order laws that um, haven't gone through the legislation, but they've went because he can he can executive order things up regarding pedophilia, regarding regarding sexual crimes, regarding what's a crime and what isn't a crime. 
But based on their policies, based on how they see things, we need righteous people in position. You know, we need righteous people in position. So that's why it's important to know the issues and know who pe what people stand on our biblical values. Yes, yes. One of the common things that we have heard over the years is, well, you can't legislate morality, but that that's that's a misstatement that, because all legislation is a reflection of somebody's morality, and that's why you have Governor Newsom legislating according to his morality, immorality, I, I should say, and and across the nation that so we either have a voice or we don't. Now we are we are four days, five days from national elections. Right. If we, we have pastors, we have one Sunday to address our congregations. And uh, it hopefully they're mostly already registered to vote. You, it's too late to register to vote, but the so many Christians don't vote, even though they're qualified and, and they could vote, they don't show up and vote that we have let the uh, left, the liberal, the the ungodly being dominance here. And we have a responsibility. I believe it's a God-given responsibility in America right. for us to release, delegate our authority to yes. right people that will stand for godly values. Yes. And uh, yes. when we, if, because when Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, the, we, 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 know the part that go into all the world and preach the gospel. But that's not the first part of that verse. Right. The first part of that verse says, all authority is given me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Now, so that's a, a huge thing. In America, we have uh, now, so we have our God-given authority that we have based on Matthew 28. Mm -hmm. We Now we delegate that authority in our nation under, under a constitutional republic we delegate that authority to our representatives. Now, if I don't vote, I am I'm voting against godly delegated authority and I'm releasing it to those who don't need authority, who will in turn develop policies and legislation that oppose and restrict what is righteous. And for us to set this one out, listen, if we decide, you know what? on Tuesday, or there's one more day of early voting in Texas. Is that the same way there, Brother Elias? Mm -hmm. Till Friday. Right. But Tuesday is election day. And we decided to set this one out. How we, we have zero right to complain about what happens. And we have, because we have distanced ourselves from our God-given responsibility to step into this. And uh, so I just encourage pastors, tell folks not just to vote not go in blindly but print out these these uh this literature that we put in your it's nonpartisan in the respect of it's going to tell the truth on both sides uh but those notes that you have on your podcast will give pastors some equipping that on this last sunday before tuesday election day they can put some material in their congregation's hands to help them make a wise choice and vote, vote biblical values all the way down the balance, every place that they can find where a candidate stands on issues. Good. You know, Pastor, do you, 
you know, one of the puzzling things, because we look at our judicial system, uh, and this is a time where many judges, judges in our civil society, in our local levels, uh, that, uh, you know, I, like I said, in California, I mean, um, like Illinois and, and many of the democratic cities, uh, states, that they are very soft on crime, very yes. soft on crime, <clears throat> whether it's theft. I mean, here in California, you can li literally steal up to a thousand dollars, and they let you go. Incredible. There, there's a limit to what you know. The Bible says, "Let him who steals steal no more. Thou shalt not steal." I mean, just these are basic, fundamental things, laws, right? But we have people, judges, we have uh, legislators legislatures evil evil government government governors that that dummy down district attorneys that that oversee the laws you know that they just dumb everything down to allow more sin to to run rampant more lawlessness to run rampant in in our society and yeah. you know you have the you have the those those that are robbing robbing high-end stores those those nab and grab in all, I mean, Chicago, they had some in, in San Diego, one hit just in San Diego. They stole $145,000 worth of worth of expensive purses out of Nordstrom's here in San Diego. Nine kids, nine, nine young people with masks on just walked in there and just took everything out of the store and, not, and nobody did a thing. Nobody did a thing. This is, this is the type of lawlessness that politics and this 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 time for us to seize this back, you know, um, here in California there is a there's a website um, called uh, called the California Guide for Republicans and it and it issues and it gives you the at least here in California California um, it issues the judges that are not political hacks that are that are that are constitutionalists. That if we vote for them, we'll know we're going to get constitutional judgments. And so we have to take this back on a local level, on a, on then on a federal level, so that it can affect the global the global perspectives. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm so concerned about this, about this, Ronnie, that uh, uh, Pastor Ronnie, that that people just don't know why a judge voted that way. Well, he voted that way because we elected him. To vote that way and we didn't know what they were thinking we didn't know how soft they were on crime we didn't know the political agendas yes you know, they, you, they they incarcerate people by color you know it's like what <laughs> what color's a criminal yeah you know what color's a criminal you know and, and and so we have to we have to get back we have to get back to our voting our voting and so and how we vote and who we elect. And I think we need to fire some people this year. I think some Absolutely. people need to be eliminated from yeah. from power, from influence in our culture. And so uh, the politics, it's important. It's important. And uh, uh, is there any more, do you have any more um, uh, resources or any anything else you'd like to add on that on that topic? Sure. Brother Elias, I, I think that often because this is a non-presidential year, it's people, the tendency is, well, this isn't a big deal. I won't show up and vote. Listen, really, in reality, all politics are local. Right. I will have limited input to change Washington, D.C., or to change our state capital. Yeah. I have ability, 
but all the way you mentioned it from the the DAs that we elect in our county, mm-hmm. the the soft on crime DA is uh, has gotten the boot. Now the Republican versus Democrat uh, that that election will come up. We feel quite certain that the one that is tough on crime that is actually going to go with the law mm-hmm. rather than lawlessness. Whose responsibility is? Is it for us to put this Christian man is he goes to a spiritual church in town? How, whose responsibility is it to put him in office? It's ours because we believe that God's law, Romans 13, yes. speaks of the law of God, God's governmental authority. And it says that the one who bears the sword doesn't bear it in vain. Right. And it's a threat to evil. Now, this is, <laughs> this is so important. Again, it goes back to that authority. God How dare you use God. Bible? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. If if we're gonna have it, make a change, all the way. And you mentioned it a moment ago, at every level, because those levels they tend to climb. Right. Everybody from the animal control officer, uh, AKA that. dog catcher, right. from the dog catcher to the president, needs hmm. to have a right value system, or I don't want to vote for them. Absolutely. And it's, it matters, it matters on a local level, and then ultimately it will matter on a national level. Right. But God help us, we are stewards in our counties and our cities. I think it is significant for when Jesus said, the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. That's right. hometown. That's right. In Judea, that's, that's my county, that's my region I live in. Right. And Samaria, well, that's the wrong side of the tracks. Right. I'm even responsible there. Absolutely. If I can have influence there, I am to do so. And we do it, some of it is in the ballot, pastors, much of it is in the pulpit, because if we don't just, not just training our people uh, on, on passages of the Bible, that is absolutely essential. I'm a, I'm a Bible-centered, my, my theology has a line up with scripture, but my theology has a practical application Absolutely. that's going to take it all the way to the voting booth and all yes. the way to where we stand in opposition to city ordinances that are against the things of God. Absolutely. Rise up, man of God, woman of God. I, I just want to encourage you. Don't be intimidated. Don't be pushed into a corner. Salt doesn't need to go back into the salt shaker. It needs to be spread. And we yes. can do that. Light needs to not have a lampshade put on it. It needs to shine. So man and woman of God, let's go. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, man, I I pray on this podcast today, many were were encouraged to to inform yourself, to get the information, to not be afraid to push against the narratives and to start saying, no, that's, that's not right. And know that it's not right. And begin to look at who's putting policies in place that are not right. And it's now, it's, it's our time to to re-elect righteousness. Yes. Put it back in its proper position and get rid of some of the the some of the the, the poor policies that have, I mean, listen, if you come to California, okay, if you look at all the homeless people that are in California that are I, listen, my street, I live on a very very safe it, you know for years it was safe but now we can't even walk the streets 
correctly because of the homelessness situation. That's a good look at the policies. Wow. Yes. I want you to understand when you look in your city, that's a reflection of your policies. Do you like it? Do you, why are they there? How did they get there? They weren't there four years ago. Uh huh. Okay. They, they weren't there four years ago. Where are these people coming from? Why are they here? That's policies. Look yes. Businesses. Those are policies. Look at the things that are happening in your city. Those are policies. And mm -hmm. they come from a politician, the ones that we put in place. So yeah. we got an opportunity to really shift this and, and, and change this for, for the right reasons, for righteousness sake, and really for the glory of God. Let's take back what the enemy has stolen from us in all yeah. these years. It's time yeah. to stand up, like Pastor Ronnie said. It's time to rise up, and it's time to make our voices be heard at the ballot box. Yes. Amen. Yes. Pastor Ronnie, you got anything to, to uh, finish this, this little segment off? Look, I appreciate you having a heart to help equip leaders and pastors and people that are listening to you to, uh, to rise up. I get it. I'm uh, pastoring a long time. I get it that I, I'm not well versed on every political aspect. And so sometimes that intimidation factor can cause us to have quiet voices or not speak out. Uh, take, you take the material that you're presenting today. You can take things. I don't have to be an expert in all these areas. Some of it is just put, put material in people's hands that will equip them. Somebody said it. You don't have to teach a lion what to do. You just need to open the cage. Right. I believe there's Christians that are ready to rise up. We just, as pastors, and I, man, I so get, you got the, I've got Sunday morning sermons to prepare, Wednesday night sermons to prepare, all that. I don't have extra time to lay hold of the, these other things. Maybe there are people in your congregations that would be engaged in this area uh, that would reflect your heart, reflect biblical truth, that you can begin to build uh, that that key leader or those that key couple that's there that doesn't add weight to the pastor's responsibility, but releases some of those to partner with you. So we as a church, we as Christians in our country, say not on our watch, devil. Right. We're not we're not giving up ground. We're ready to take back ground, like you said a moment ago. I just appreciate you. Thank you for letting me share some today on this podcast. Amen. Well, like I said, we're going to do a pro-life um, uh, podcast. You know, we're going to do a pro-life. We're, we're going to we're going to discuss the spirit of Moloch that's been that's been overthrown out of our laws federally, uh, and then we're going to discuss where do we go from here on on a future podcast. I'm so excited that that we reconnect. Thank you for answering my crazy text message <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> that he's brought this type of dialogue. I love you, your wife, love Kim, you. Church of the Open Door, so dear to our hearts. And again, uh, your your information is so valuable. Your voice is so valuable to what we are trying to accomplish here uh, in my ministry, to get the to get the word out, to be encouraged, for people to yes. take to take to take their rightful spot in society. And uh, we are children of the King. We're sons of God, and we need to act appropriately yes so, 
Anyway, well, everybody, thank you for listening to Prophetic Whispers. That was Pastor Ronnie Holmes. Again, he's out in Waco, Texas. Give us your your um, your address and your times of service. And people are passing through Waco and just to stop in. It's a wonderful. It's a small little church. You you can <laughs> if you drive by, you'll miss it. No, he's got. It's a it's a huge. This to be a, a grocery store. Uh, yeah, it's a, they got a huge facility. It's a wonderful, beautiful place. Um, you can't miss it off the I-35. He'll give you the address. Please pay him a visit, especially if you're in Waco. It's a wonderful congregation with wonderful leadership and a biblical worldview, which is the most important thing. Thank you. We're Church of the Open Door, 900 North Loop 340 in Waco, Texas. And you are welcome Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evning. Our website is opendoorwaco, W-A-C-O, opendoorwaco.org. Uh, thank you again, Brother Elias. Amen. And, and you know what? He's one of the churches that have continued to have Sunday night. And that's, that's important. That, that's extremely important because the move the move of the the late 1990s was this we have more we need more family time we need more time for family so we're going to close down our sunday we actually we actually have declined as a society as a christian society because we have taken that sunday night off instead of making sunday a day of the lord all day where we just serve him we take in, we we take that portion and i and i tip my hat to you pastor because you've kept that in place and it and it's made a significant impact to keep that in place and never bow to the culture never bow even some of the even some of the 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 christian soft culture that decided you know what we need more family time the question is has your family gotten better has your family gotten better since you've stopped going or you cut off that night service. What has been the quality of your spiritual life? And I tip my hat to you for keeping that Sunday night service there, you know, and making that a, a time for family to come together and worship the Lord one more time because we have a week that's approaching us and we don't know what's coming. We prepare our church for the week. But uh, anyhow, Pastor, Pastor Ronnie, thank you for everything. We'll be in touch again, um, and we'll set up some more time to do that pro-life, um, pro, pro-life, pro-choice uh, issue that's so dear, near and dear to your heart, and some of the the things that you're involved in with that. So again, everybody, thank you for listening to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores with Pastor Ronnie Holmes from Waco, Texas, Church of the Open Door. One of my dear brothers. We just thank him so much for for imparting into me and to you. Uh, valuable information regarding voting and getting out there making a difference for the kingdom. So God bless you and we will talk to you soon. Amen. Bye-bye.